Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Episode three, Josh. Episode three of the Pat Light Show. And I mean, baseball continues to give me an amazing amount of topics to talk about. And it has been one hell of a playoff series. We just had the championship series recap. I mean, uh, you know, get done. And we had the Rays and the um, Astros. Like, what a series that was in and of itself. And then he had on top of it, the Atlanta Dodgers series, it was, it was, it was stupid. And we'll start with the Rays and the Astros because if you follow me at all on Twitter, you realize I was really pulling for one particular team in this series. And that team obviously was the Tampa Bay Rays. One, I love the team. A lot of, a lot of young guys on there. Tyler Glass now is a guy I played with. Austin Meadows is a guy I played with. Uh, Mike Zanino is a guy I played with. So we got some guys that like, yeah, I'm a little bit more friendly with, and I don't know anyone that, oh, I know a couple guys on Astros, but these guys, you know, I played with a little bit more, and they, they, they get out to an early 3-0 lead. I'm thrilled. I feel the sweep coming, or maybe, you know, even just a 4-1. You know, embarrass the Astros a little bit, and I got to admit, Astros come storm back. They come bring it back all the way to 3-3 for a game seven. And I actually put it on Twitter, and I don't like to say that I'm wrong ever. But I think this Astros team, and correct me if I'm wrong, Josh, on your own end, but I think this Astros team, it was good for baseball for them to do what they did. Now, in a regular season where it started, they don't make the playoffs, so I understand that. But by the same token, you have them compete. Then, first off, take care of the uh, Twins team. That was very good. I know they have playoff problems, but they are a very good team. Mm-hmm. Um, who they who they be in the second round? It's escaping me for the moment. Uh, the A's. Oh, the A's. The A's. The yeah. A's. They beat a, good, a very good A's team yeah. uh, and battled with them. It wasn't easy like it was with the Twins. Like they, they went and faced some adversity and was still able to win. And then they faced adversity against the Tampa Bay Rays, which is arguably the you – could, you could argue they're the best team in baseball. I don't think they are, but you could argue it. They're mm-hmm. definitely the best team in the AL. And yeah, they, they, they face the, the maximum amount of adversity and going down 3-0 and storm back to 3-3. I think it's good for baseball to see that, all right, maybe this was a really good team anyway and that even the cheating happened, but they still belonged where they belonged. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they don't win. Maybe the Dodgers do win a World Series. I think the, the Dodgers definitely have a case. Anyone in the playoffs probably have a case to be like, well, you know, screw these guys still. But by the same token, they're probably still making the playoffs. They're probably still one of the better teams in the American League. And they probably still make the, the World Series. Um, so you, you, you can argue this now because, you know, as long as they're still not cheating, you know, they played some really good playoff baseball. Yes, like some did. really good playoff baseball. Yeah. And um, I think it added to the story too, kind of the, the villain aspect <laughs> of them being like kind of going on a run. And being able to say, like, hey, at least we, we did this. Like, what, do you, what are you here to say? I know Correa was living on that for the entire playoffs. He was just thriving. And then he actually went off, too, to kind of just keep adding to the villain thing. Like, hey, we're, you know what? You guys want to hate us? That's fine. We're just going to keep pounding. Um, exactly. And it, it definitely added a cool element to the whole uh, saga. Yeah. It's, it, listen, you give respect to where respect is due. And, res- and there was respect due for that, that, that Astros team. Do I still like the way Carlos Correa handled it? No, not at all. I think if he shut his mouth, I think there would probably be a little bit more people rooting for them. Mm-hmm. I think, I think you know, if he, they just all kept quiet, like, listen, we screwed up. We had the players' union protect us. We screwed up. Let's just go play some baseball. You know, I, I, might, I might be like, oh, wow, this, this is pretty cool. They, they, maybe they are really that good. Like, I, I, was, I felt horrible for Jose Altuve when he was having some of those throwing issues. 
and you know, and the guy cheated his ass off for the last last two years or whatever. And I still felt terrible for the guy because he he, didn't, he doesn't go out to the media constantly and talk and and, and talk about stuff. And we're going to get to some of the more players talking later in the show, but we we. We, it, they, you can root for him. You almost feel bad for him. I remember when I went to high school, went to a school named CBA, Christian Brothers Academy down in Lincroft, New Jersey. And one of the things I'm sure a lot of you back home can, can kind of relate to this is one of the things that we always went on was we were an all boys school and that we were, uh, we were good at athletics. So it was kind of always like us against the world at the public schools. No one liked the CBA guys. So we always, we fed into that, you know, we fed into us against the world. There was no one, no one, no one pulling for us out there outside of our circle. And I'm sure the Astros fed on that as well. Um, and again, people can get on board with that. If you're not going off and blabbing your mouth in the media, talking about, you know, where are the haters now a little too soon, but right now you probably could say it. where are the haters now. We just, we went on an unbelievable run, not cheating. You know, now was the time to say it when you're up, when you're, when you come back three, three, now is the time to say, it, no matter what happens in game seven, you know, we showed you guys we're a good team. Yeah, definitely. We're, we're, not, we're not what we, you think we were, or we're like the worst team in the AL West because we're not cheating anymore. We're good. We belong in the, in the top tier of Major League Baseball, and we just showed you we do, no matter what had happened in Game 7. And they're right. They would be right in saying that. But in the first round of the playoffs, beating the Minnesota Twins, who haven't won a game since the mid-'80s, you know, saying that, oh, yeah, we beat them. We're the haters. That's yeah. not – that's not where the haters point yet. Mm-hmm. The haters are come the Rays series. And again, you're, they're right. I haven't said a bad word about the Astros since because, okay, listen, you show, you showed me I'm wrong. Yeah. And you're, you're a really good ball club. And again, that's where they have. Thank God. I so am happy the, the Rays won. I think, you know, they're an easier team to root for AL East team. I'm yeah. kind of like, I don't know how you guys watch college football, but for college football, I'm a West Virginia Mountaineers fan. And when the West Virginia Mountaineers aren't playing in a bowl game or any particular bowl game, you always root for the Big 12 guys because you want the, the conference to look good. Right. You know, I want the same way here. I, you know, I'm a Red Sox fan through and through, and I want, I want the, the AL East to look like, you know, wow, this is, this is a good division. We got the yep. Yankees. You got the Rays. And you know, hopefully the Red Sox eventually. But you got the try, young Toronto Blue Jays team that's exciting as all hell. And the Baltimore Orioles who played out of their mind this year. Um, we, you know, it's exciting. So I'm happy the Rays won. Uh, if for no other reason than for an AL East uh, person, a team in the, in the World Series. And then we add on top of the, the, the National League. And the National League Series was arguably better than the American League Series, which is mind-blowing. Yeah. But you had a young Atlanta Braves team. You know, it was one of them, again, a, a, a further along Toronto Blue Jays team, essentially. You know, they have it, and probably a little bit more talented. But um, they got – they just got everyone, man. You know, Acuna, yeah, every, everyone is there right now. Then he had on a veteran presence in Freddie Freeman, who's probably the easiest, one of the easiest guys to root for in baseball. Um, it was, it was, it was, and they, listen, Land jumped out to a 3-1 lead. And the Los Angeles Dodgers, for the first time in their in the playoffs so far, kind of like the, oh, no, I guess the Astros did. They had faced adversity. But for the first time for the, for the Dodgers, they had faced adversity in the playoffs. They steamrolled the Padres. They steamrolled, who they play in the first round? Do you remember? Brewers, Brewers. They steamrolled the Brewers, and, and now they face adversity for the first time. Their bats weren't alive at the time. There was, it was the first series that I had watched them that they were inconsistent at the plate. Mm-hmm. You know, they were swinging at pitches they normally don't swing at. It was it was uncharacteristic of a Dodger team. Um, and then on top of it, you had Clayton Kershaw who threw I think five good innings against the Braves, and then uh, and then law and then gave up like ninety runs in in the sixth or something like yeah. that. It, so Clayton Kershaw, who, yep who could have came out and what it showed everyone, you know, he's, he's the guy still. And I mean, 
from a baseball perspective, and if you're a baseball player at home listening to this, I think you still look at, oh, wow, that was a good start. He had a bad inning, mm-hmm. but he, he threw five great innings. You know, that's still a good, that's still a good pitcher. They just got to him in the sixth inning. Yeah. You know, that's part of baseball. That's yeah. going to happen to the best of the best. It happened to Maddox, happened to Glavin. It happened to all of those guys. Mm-hmm. So he's still good. And if you're, again, if you're coming out saying, oh, Kershaw can't pitch in the, in the playoffs because of that start, you probably don't know much about baseball or you're just a Dodger hater, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but you had such a great series there. And then the Dodgers stormed back, stormed back to 3-3 and then take game seven. And I remember last episode, Josh, me and you talked. Uh, if, if Kershaw was able to win that game, we thought that, you know, the Dodgers have the series. They're back. They're back. They're going to steamroll. They're going to move yeah. on. You know, this was the show the Braves they don't belong. And the Braves proved, proved me. I think you agreed with me at the time. So I think they proved both of us wrong. Yeah. They, they were able to beat that, beat they crushed Kershaw that. to get the 3-1, right? It was, that mm-hmm. was the, the, the fifth game, the fourth yes. game, was it not? Yep. So they beat Kershaw to get to 3-1. And then, the, and then arguably, you feel like the, it's the Braves got it. You know, they're a good team. Are they going to lose oh, three in a row? Yeah. And sure enough, they, they come storming back. Uh, the Dodgers come storming back. And now we're in a whole different ballgame, completely mm-hmm. different ballgame. Um, and again, this is just kind of where this series ended up. It's kind of just where, you know, where the Dodgers have shown consistently throughout the entire season that they are the best team in baseball. Mm-hmm. They are willing to go down 3-1 and come storming back and winning game seven. I don't think there was a doubt. There was no doubt in my mind. I don't know about you, but there was no doubt in my mind the Dodgers were winning the game seven. You know, once, they, they, once they got to that point, I was like, there's, there's no way. It there's just, no it way. Was too, it was too storybook. Yeah, too storybook. You had, a, you had just a, such an uber-talented Dodger team and a hungry Dodger team. Mm-hmm. You know, people remember, they were been the, they've been in the World Series for three or four years in the last you know, seven. But by the same token, they haven't won one. You know, you got a, a team that is – this is not, you know, the two – it's not the, the, the Red Sox or, or, or a team that had been, had been winning constantly in the last decade. You know, you have a team here that is, has, is struggled once they got to that game. So they're still a hungry bunch, and they added Joe Kelly. They add uh, Mookie Betts. You know, they're adding guys to try to make that playoff and make to finish that playoff job. And I think that's kind of where we ended up here. They win game seven. And now we jump into game. We jump into the World Series. We got Dodgers, Rays, and I mean, it's exciting. I tell you that the Rays you get that young team that Rays you kind of you had a little bit more of a scrappy bunch. You got Kevin Cash leading that bunch where it's like, oh, who knows? We'll throw a starter out there. We'll throw an opener out there. We'll we'll do we'll mix and match. We'll do a bunch of different things. We're gonna piece together games to win ball games. Yeah. And then you have a Dodger team, which is that prototypical you know, stud, stud, you know, star studded team. The lineup is as good as any in baseball, probably for the last decade. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have a, a starting staff that is good. We got some young guys on this team that are good. You got some young guys on this team that have been in the world series three times already. Yeah. Like you just have a team that is just so good. Just yep. so good. Built on this series jumps out. Dodgers come out, guns a blazing. Win eight, three, I believe it was eight, four. Um, uh, the first yeah, game. Eight, three. 8-3, win 8-3, yep. but they were they had that game. They were up 8-1, I believe, at one point. You know, they had that game. They came out and showed everyone why the Dodgers are supposed to be there. And then the Rays, let's see. We got a little bit of a younger team. They have some veteran presence on that team, but they have a little bit of a younger team. Do, do they lay down to a, a big Dodger team? Do they just kind of lay down in game two and see they go down too well, let's call it. Call it you know, we did, had a good year. We, we, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. They come battling back. We got Snell coming out, who was a Cy Young Award winner. 
and showing why he was. He only went four, four and two-thirds, but still four and two-thirds of good baseball. And you don't, honestly, you don't see many uh, guys in, in Tampa go more than that. Mm-hmm. Tampa's not known. Had a lot and of walks, got, too. Huh? Had a lot of walks. Yeah, he did. And, he, and you have such a, such a great bullpen in Tampa. Guys throwing, you know, 4,000 miles per hour, you know, one after the other. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's understandable that Cash would, would rely on that bullpen, yeah. even when they're showing even just a little bit. Of, of wavering let's let's well, hold off there big fella let's go let's go get these guys in and let's give ourselves a chance to win a ball game yeah um and sure enough they come back and they and they win they win game they get win game two so now we're at a one one series it's a it, if it goes like it's been going in the in the championship series this is gonna be an unbelievable series oh yeah and it, it, i mean it's as exciting as i guess we got kershaw also to keep in mind a good note game one we got six innings pitched two hits one run eight k's i mean in the World Series, the biggest stage in, in, mm-hmm. in baseball, coming out and showing, again, almost like a David Price feel. Yeah. A David yes. Price in 2018. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, I belong. You know, I, a, I am what I am. Yeah, I am what I am in the regular season. There's no difference in, in than what I am in the playoffs. I might have had some bad luck, but there's no difference. And he came out and showed everyone why he's Clayton Kershaw. And it was great. It's what do you want yeah, to see? Fantastic. I don't. I don't. If you, if, unless you're an absolute Dodger hater, like what are the, who are the Dodgers' big rivals? Like the Padres. The who's over there? That's like Giants. The Giants are technically the Mets because they replaced them in in New York. Uh not, not as much. Really, I, though, know, right? I have gi- friends that are Giants fans, and they hate the Dodgers. Yeah, you're right. Big it's got. It's definitely Giants Dodgers. That's yeah. definitely the main one. Mm-hmm. So I guess unless you're a Giants fan, I don't understand how you can't really root for Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, like, he seems like such a great guy. Mm-hmm. And um, again, unless you just absolutely hate anyone who's ever been Dodger Blue, um, easy to root for a guy like Clayton Kershaw. So I was as happy as it could be as I could be watching that game, seeing him do what he did. Um, and we got ourselves we got ourselves a ball game. We got ourselves we got ourselves a series, and we got Game Three tonight. Mm-hmm. I think I think they're just going back to back to back to back. Do they have any off days? Actually, I think they do have off days. They might be off tonight. No, I think they play tonight. Um, Take a look at that. I don't have it up on my phone, so I can't. Yeah, next. Now, yeah, they are off tonight. Next game's tomorrow. Yeah, I think they're doing two off, two off. Is that correct? Just look there real quick. Yeah, uh, they play two, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then again on Tuesday. Okay, Friday. Oh, that so makes I guess sense. kind of like the normal schedule. Yeah, they they don't they don't want to miss a weekend day. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right, so you know, listen, this is this is going to be as fun of a series as it's as it gets. Um, I still believe that the Dodgers take this series. Mm-hmm. I think they are, they are really good. They faced adversity last series. So now even if there's adversity in this series, they know they can do it. There's just – this team is just this team is just built to win. Yeah. I think the Tampa Bay Rays team is built to win as well. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think they're as – I don't think they're there. I don't think – I think the Rays team – I even I, – when I tweeted when they beat the Braves, I said that this Atlanta Braves team is really good. Their time will come, and it will. Mm-hmm. but it's just not yet. They're not at the Dodger level yet. And I don't think any team in baseball, and I've been saying this from the beginning. I know I jokingly said the Red Sox would win the World Series, but I think, but I, think I even said it on that pod that I'm, if um, I'm being serious, the Dodgers are going to win the World Series. This team is, is as loaded as it gets. Mm-hmm. You're talking like you know the, Miami, the, the Miami Heat with LeBron and D. Wade. You're talking oh, what else? I mean, even the, this year's Laker team with Anthony Davis, LeBron, and every other – all-star of all time like it's just they just have it yeah being able to go out there and and kind of know that you're never out of the game ever 
it, sh- it should give you this level of confidence that just makes a path to win. That's just Always. as simple as that. When I'm as a starting pitcher, as a, as a former starting pitcher, when you have a lineup like that, and I pitched as a starting pitcher with Mookie Betts right when he started going off in 2013, mm-hmm. and it was just having Mookie on my team. I still didn't think I was out of the game because Mookie was there. But, like, you, you, when you have a lineup like this, you just know you should keep your team in the game. And so yep. you, don't, so you don't ever have to dominate. You're actually obviously going out there trying to dominate. But you, never, you, don't, you don't have to dominate. When you go in there in the first inning, give two runs, okay, don't worry about it. I know it sucks, but it's time to win. And there's a different feel in the playoffs. I know you want, always want to pitch well, but it's, it really goes away. I never pitched in the play, in Major League Baseball playoffs, but when you get to that playoff picture, it's no longer – obviously you want your statistics and things like that to stay good, but at the same time, it's all about winning. Right. Because a little fun fact for you guys at home that don't know this, you don't get paid in the playoffs. You don't get your check. There's no, there's no two-week payment um, from Major League Baseball. What happens is you get a, you get a, like a pool, and – when you get to it, when you the, the far as far as you go, your team gives you a, a, a pile of money, and the veterans on your team decide how it's split up. Typically wow. speaking, typically speaking, when you're uh, just like um, I forget what it's called, but when you get when you're in the when you, if you play on the, the team for the playoffs the entire year, you get the max amount. Like it's not like they're like, oh, we don't like you. You're gonna get fifty percent. Mm-hmm. You get the mat. There's, there's like a full boat. There's like a fifty percent boat. There's like a twenty five percent boat. I it's like it's a few different things. I remember when I played, and it's for guys that played on the team throughout the whole year, not just the playoffs. When I was in Boston, I played in Boston uh, a little bit. Um, I forget, you know, in, in in April and in June before getting traded, and I was on the in, in the big leagues. So when the when the Red Sox made it to the playoffs and ended up playing, losing to Cleveland that year, I think they got kind of embarrassed in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when they ended up losing in Cleveland that year, it's 2016. In like November, I got like a check for like 1,300 bucks for you know the, for the playoff bonus, mm-hmm. um, just because I was a part of the club, and that's how they did it. Um, so just just so you guys know, that's not that's how it works as far as payment is concerned. Uh, in the big leagues. I think if you end up, I, I forget, it probably goes up every single, I know it goes up every single year, but I think um, if you make it, if you win the world series, I think the full thing is like a, a bonus of like $400,000. Wow. Um, typically speaking though, if it could be less for, for, I mean, it could be a, a pay cut for some of the big guys, the guys mm-hmm. like the trouts of the world, these guys that probably may, they might make more for, for a month and a half, two months of baseball than 400,000, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Uh, which they definitely make more than mm-hmm. that. Um, but they also might work in some, some back-end contract stuff where they, they get big-time bonuses if they make the playoffs, if they do this and do that and so on. Right. Um, but speaking of contracts, let's go right into free agency. And we have two guys, two, two of not my favorite players in the world, I'll tell you. Um, mm-hmm. I don't dislike them. I'm not I'm – not, I'm not, I've never met either of them, to be fair. Um, so that, there goes that. But, you know, and just like text message – Tweets and things like that don't aren't always perceived the way you want them to be perceived. So we have two guys right now in MLB free agencies, in Marcus Stroman and Trevor Bauer, who, are, who have always been very vocal social media people. It's on brand for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and both are again very vocal right now in MLB free agency. Yeah, Trevor Bauer, every city he goes to, he's talking about, do you guys need a pitcher? <laughs> and you got Stroman, who came out yesterday and said some things and we'll dive into Stroman here in a little bit. Well, I'll first say with, with Bauer is I don't mind really how Bauer is going about it. Um, just from what I've seen from Trevor, he's making a joke of it. You know, Hey, he, he texted, are you up to, to, are you up to Boston when he, when he fly, flew to Boston? 
Yeah. Like he was in New York. He's like, hey, do you guys need a pitcher? Um, things like that. Easy stuff, right? Creative stuff. Well, funny stuff. I, yeah. I don't mind anything that Trevor Bauer is doing. Stroman, on the other hand, you know, he's got a real, speaking of us against the world mentality, he's got a real me against the world mentality. Now, I've never heard a bad thing about the guy. Um, when I, I played against him briefly, he was always in the big leagues. He went to the big leagues actually pretty quickly out of, out of Duke. Mm-hmm. I believe we were drafted the same year too. I think he was a 2012 guy. Um, and uh, he got to the big leagues within like a year or two. I mean, a really bad Toronto. Actually, no, they weren't that bad then, I don't think. No, because I pitched against Toronto in 2016. They were good. So, you know, credit, give credit where credit is due. That man deserves to be where he is. And us against the world has served him, has served him well. Yeah. Um, by the same token, though, he said yesterday on Twitter, and he might have said more than I, than I even I saw, but he said yesterday on Twitter that um, I think Jared Carabas tweeted, and you might actually have more for me, Josh, that he had said, but Jared Carabas tweeted about uh, Marcus Stroman being a, uh, being a, being the steal of the 2020, 2021 major league baseball free agent pool. And Stroman responded because uh, someone had said that uh, that Cashman had had said that uh, he was going to he was not a difference maker. I think quote unquote. I think that was the exact quote. And Josh looked at it, difference maker, correct? Yeah. So he, Brian Cashman said that Marcus Stroman was not going to be a difference maker uh, for this Yankee ball club. And uh, Stroman said that he had come out and said, besides Garrett Cole, name one other guy in that team that's going to be better than me in the next five years. Then he backed he he backtracked a little bit when someone had brought up Severino and he's like okay yeah I forgot about Sevy so Cole, besides Cole and Sevy there's three other spots in that team that on that in that in that um in that five man rotation that I'm gonna be better than and again I love the tenacity I love the push I love the hey it's gonna be me but if you guys know me at all and I'm sure you're getting to know me if you haven't if you're new to me uh, on this podcast you're getting I'm sure you're getting to know me but. Uh, I think I, I don't love it. I don't love coming out and saying that because in theory, you could be saying some pretty horrible things, not horrible, but not great things about future teammates of yours. Um, I mean, think about walking into that clubhouse with those guys. And I'm not sure who's, I know Jay Haps over there. I'm not sure who, who actually is the three guys in, in that rotation that he might, he's, he's referring to, but imagine going into, into the Bronx next year, going into Tampa where the spring training is, and, and you're walking in the clubhouse and you're pretty much just blasting those guys on social media about how much better you are than them. Yeah. Like, it's not a great look. I know he's, he's not trying to insult those guys because from everything I've ever heard about Marcus is that he's a very nice guy mm-hmm. and that he is, you know, down-to-earth, humble guy. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to say a bad word about the man until I meet the guy. But by the same token, like, I, it doesn't look great. Like, if I'm, in, if I'm in the Yankees clubhouse right now and I don't know Marcus – I'm like, you know, screw, screw you, man. Like, you don't know. Yeah, I had a bad year or I haven't been as good as I thought I can be. Mm-hmm. But like, and again, I'm also the same guy that when you, when I, if I suck and you say I suck, it is what it is. I sucked. Yeah. But it's not, it's not going to make a great teammate relationship off the bat. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's not something that I think he should have done. And maybe who knows again, if he's such a great guy, he probably is at home right now being like, ah, that might not have been the best thing to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, I think, I think that doesn't look good. And I do, I think that, that type of thing, if seen by Brian Cashman, uh, and that Yankee clubhouse, I think it could hurt him. I think it could be, ah, you know, maybe he's not a great fit 
uh, for this ball club. Maybe he, you know, I don't, I don't want already three veteran guys, three starting pitchers that we've had here that were trying to, that are trying their best for the Yankees and trying to do what they can do. We've had some good performances and here on and there, you know, I don't want to bring in a guy that just, you know, shit on them in, in the, in, all over social media. Yeah. You know, a lot of people follow Jared Carabas. A lot of people follow Marcus Stroman. You know, that's, that was seen by many Yankee fans. And if you're not familiar with Jared, he's the Barstool guy for the Red Sox and pretty much baseball. But, you know, a lot of Yankee fans follow Jared, you know, to hate on him. Mm-hmm. So a lot of Yankee people saw that tweet probably. And, again, if he comes in, backs it up, you know, the Yankee fans will, don't care. Yankee fans probably hate those other three guys anyway. Mm-hmm. But as far as teammates and, and relationships, it's like it's not a great look to start. It's not irreversible by any means. You know, he comes in, he's a great guy. He says, yeah, sorry about that, guys. And, you know, it is what it is, and you move on. You know, baseball players aren't ones that hold grudges, but Stroman also hasn't, hasn't been, you know, his antics on the field have not been perceived well by, by, te- by other teams. A lot of times, you know, I remember being in AAA, he was down for a rehab start in Pawtucket where uh, was the AAA for the Red Sox. And, you know, I've never heard someone, you know, so much shit talk about one particular person uh, from a bullpen, from our bullpen than Marcus Stroman, you know, like he would, he would pitch and like, he would do like this crazy dance after throwing a strike. Mm-hmm. And like we're sitting in the bullpen, being like, "Dude, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, just play the game." And again, it's his personality. That's who he is. And again, I talked to a good friend of mine, Brian Johnson. He's probably my best friend in baseball. No, not probably. He is my best friend in baseball. And he played with him at Team USA when he when he was at Florida and when Marcus was at Duke. And he was like, "Dude, you know, I know, I get it." And BJ is one of the people that hates those things too. But he's like, "Dude, he's such a nice guy off the field." Like. I let it go. Like, I don't say anything anymore. Yeah. And I was like, oh, if BJ's saying this, and I'm much more lenient than BJ is about this stuff. If BJ's saying this, then okay, he must be a really good person. Right. Um, and I've been, had, I've heard that echoed from every one of his teammates ever. So uh, it's not a great look, but by the same boat, it's, it's, it's not irreversible. So I don't think grand scheme, either of these things are hurting um, these guys in the MLB free agency coming up. Um, but I wouldn't be too aggressive anymore if I was Marcus Stroman, uh, especially to a team that is a, a, a big market team that probably might be, might be willing to pay you the most money. Because uh, I don't see the Reds. I think the Red Sox are not going to be looking for big money starting pitching. doesn't seem like they're pushing for, in that direction. I could be wrong, but it doesn't seem like it. The Dodgers are loaded at that pitching. I don't think they really, really need a Marcus Stroman back there. They're in the World Series. I don't think Stroman's going to be the one that pushes them over the edge. Um, so you're, you're, you're running out of big market teams. I wouldn't necessarily say some bad stuff about the New York Yankee ball club right now. Cause they might be the last team that's going to willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so listen, I digress. We got an unbelievable world series matchup guys. We got Rays Dodgers. We're taking off tonight. I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself tonight, but we're taking off tonight. So now I will, we'll get ready for the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three, three days of hopefully, I can't imagine it not being amazing baseball, Josh. So yeah. it, it's going to be a fun weekend mm-hmm. uh, to say the least. And I know I didn't include you so much today, Josh. You feel, you feel uh, neglected? No, I don't feel neglected. Okay, I, I enjoy your takes, Pat. They are okay, very good. <laughs> I'm glad you don't feel neglected. There are times, and you will see this throughout the time, that I don't include Josh too much because I have a sheet here of things that I can talk about for about 43 hours. So condensing that all into what it looks like we've been on air for about 30 minutes now, uh, condensing it all in 30 minutes is um, sometimes difficult for me. Uh, but again, I guess I hope you enjoyed the show. Obviously, go over to Twitter. Follow the Pat Light Show over there on Twitter. Um, follow Baseball Lifestyle. Follow me. Follow everyone. Um, and until next time, guys, I'll talk to you guys later.